Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now, let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today we're welcoming to the program author George A. Milton, and he is the author of Failure is Not the Problem, It's Your Leadership. Before I bring in today's guest, a quick reminder, the selected interviews are available at our website, as well as on major platforms like Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many more. George, how are you? Done. Doing well, sir. Good to hear your voice once again. Thank you for asking. And you? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. So tell us a little bit about yourself, please. I'm a retired Army colonel. You know, I've been retired for, oh, just about four years now. And when I retired after about almost four decades, actually, within the confines of the United States military, I started a motivational speaking company. And in the process of doing that, I actually started a clothing brand as well. So I've been trying to write these books. I've got about five books I want to write in this series of Failure is Not the Problem. This book, Failure is Not the Problem, it's Your Leadership, is the second book in the series. So tell us about your book. As I mentioned a moment ago, the, the second book in the series I'm writing on this particular topic of failure and how we change our mindsets to actually see failure as positive. In the first book, I wrote about how failure is not the problem. It's the beginning of your success. In this particular book, I focus specifically on leadership and those persons in positions of leadership and authority. I think that there is great need for those of us who are out in the world today to look at failure, but look at it from a positive perspective. And being a leader for a number of decades in multiple industries, I think that this is apropos given where the world finds itself today. I think people are looking for you know, positive things. So I take a negative word, turn it into a positive to be able to help leaders go out and become all that they're meant to be and help their teams in the process. Now, who did you write your book for specifically? Who's your target audience here? I said before, in the first book, it was, you know, anywhere from five to 105. And I remember when I started writing this particular book, I was driving down Interstate 295 in Richmond, Virginia, and a car passed me done. And as I often do, I looked at the license plate. It read, only win. I immediately thought, man, there's no such thing as always winning. When you tell yourself that only winning is the only option, that's absolutely unrealistic. And you're setting yourself up for failure, I believe. There's nothing wrong with winning, nor is there anything wrong with failing. You can have a, an angry, unsatisfied winner or a gracious failure. You may be familiar with the quote. It's not whether you win or lose, but how you play the game. In playing the game, Don, you know, one objective could be winning and the other could be failing because you believe you're not good enough. The correct response, whether you win or fail, in my view, should be learning. So when it comes to winning or losing, succeeding or failing, I believe the leaders are key and essential to how their teams respond. When leaders make it okay to fail, their teams are more creative, have experience, they're willing to take more risks, which often results in major discoveries and more profit for the organization. And they're generally happier people and more content because they know that they're not going to be punished and persecuted if they fail. So my intent in writing this book is to enlighten and help leaders understand the importance of embracing and accepting their own failures so that in the process, they can learn how to help their teams they lead understand and accept failure is simply an experience and not the end. 
So could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that you would say runs throughout your book? I think so. I believe, you know, from my perspective, all leaders and people in positions of leadership and authority, well, they're going to fail. I mean, that's just the kind of way it works. You know, the issue at hand at that point is what will they do when that happens? Will they survive and thrive or will they give up? I believe that in reading the books and the material by which I have, if they were to follow suit, man, they could become a lot greater than what they are if they use that one word. I want to make sure that people understand that if they're in a position, no matter where they are in the spectrum, you know, in the Army, we take privates all the way up to general officers and anyone in between, and they are leaders. So I want there to be a clear message that no matter where you find yourself, a civilian, military, government, business owner, is that it's not in the failure that the issue is, it's how you respond, it's what you do with that failure. So use failure to become successful by utilizing those lessons about which we gain from those. So if you had to choose, what would you say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the reader's life? I think it's real simple. You know, for me, it's simply this. Failure is not the end, Don. It's rather the beginning for all leaders. A lot of people, when they fail, they just assume that, you know, it's over. Life's over. I'm going to have to leave this job. I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. No one's going to believe in me in the way in which I want them to believe so, especially from a leadership standpoint. Failure is not the end. It's only the beginning if we go about this the right way. So failure is the opportunity to get better, stronger, wiser, change direction in life, and become the person you are meant to be. You know, I came up with a formula, and the formula is simply this, F plus RR equals S. That's failure plus right response equals success. So it's not the failure which is most important done. It's the response to the failure. So I think that's incredibly important to remember. So if you were asked to compare this book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why? Wow. Of all those books, I am a big fan of, and I read this, you know, quite often, but if we look at both failure and leadership, they're both about growth in my view. So the book that comes to mind, I'm not, you know, anywhere nearly as great as this particular person, but when I think about one of my favorite books, and I like to compare it to, it would be Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Hill, what he talks about is learning from failure and growth in many areas of life and experiences. That's what he kind of talks about in the books, you know, personally and financially. You know, as far as Mr. Hill explores the psychological power of the thought in the brain, it seems to me that in the process of furthering one's career for both monetary and personal satisfaction. Similarly, I want my readers and all leaders to not only examine how powerful their thought process is regarding their daily lives and successes, but I hope that the readers and all leaders will explore the importance of failing and how their failures are way better when it comes to learning how to achieve their goals and their successes promises done. So based on your experience, why do you think people have such a difficult time embracing or accepting failure as an experience? Yeah, this is a question I often get when I'm training folks. The answer for me in my experiences, and even when I'm talking to folks or coaching them or mentoring them or training them at some of the most senior levels, the answer is that it's because at the earliest ages of our lives, we are conditioned and taught to experience and accept the concept that the only value failure has must be negative. That's just simply isn't true. Most people, unfortunately, because of that training, are averse to anything which has the perceived negative connotation. You know, another cause is stigma. 
you know, which is associated with the failure. You know, a lot of people say that they're afraid of failing. But my experience with not only myself, but then the lives of others that I've led is that it's not the failure that they fear, but it's really what I call the stigma associated with the failure. And in the Army, we have a lot of acronyms. So I came up with an acronym for stigma. And it's simply this. Shameful thoughts I give myself anxiously. Think about that for a second. Shameless thoughts I give myself anxiously when we fail. That's kind of what this is all about. But it's one of these issues where we've been conditioned and we've learned, done to think that way. So you don't have to answer this question if you don't want to answer this question. But what would you say is your biggest failure? Wow. I've had many, that's for sure. But I tell you, I guess over time, I've had an opportunity to think about this. And I guess my answer would be this, you know, personally and professionally also, I just don't believe in such extremes as far as I'm concerned. You know, whether my failures are big or small, I'll learn from them all. You know, however, I will say that I should have believed in myself much earlier in life instead of believing what was projected upon me when I started failing in life. What was projected was that I added no value when I failed. This is, you know, failure is not unique to me by any means. I mean, it happens to everyone. So uh, I'm not sure I would categorize it as a biggest, but, um, you know, trusting myself and believing in myself uh, sooner than what I did would probably be the answer if I had to give one done. So what difference has failure made in your life? Wow. For me, failure has made all the difference, to be quite honest. I am where I am today uh, primarily because of how I respond to my failures. I can tell you, you know, when I learned how to use my failures, which as Oprah Winfrey says correctly, she says that, you know, failures are merely expenses. When I learned that, I became less depressed, uh, more motivated, more productive, and less judgmental of others and myself, especially when I was in a leadership role over my life and my career. So for me, failure is one of those things in which I no longer avoid, but, you know, I'm not someone who revel in failure by any means. I'm not, oh, I want to try to fail, but I know this is going to happen. But when it happens, I learned over time that it's not that failure is the problem. It's how I've got to learn how to respond to those. So it's made all the difference for me to be where I am today. So why did you join the Army? Oh, wow. (laughs) John, I'll tell you what, I didn't come from a military family. I ran from the Army like a scalded cat. Man, I was, you know, an athlete. And the recruiters were heavy on athletes, man, in high school. So, you know, I wanted to be a professional football player. But after going to college, you know, didn't do really well academically. I mean, I did extremely well, you know, from the athletic standpoint, you know, two-time All-American in track and, you know, went to play football. But I failed out of, out of college. And because I was down on my luck, no prospect of a job or, or any opportunity so after I fell out of college, that's why I actually ended up in the Army. It was the Army where I was actually introduced to the positive concept of what failure actually had to offer. One of the best decisions, I'll say, I could have ever made was actually joining the Army through the prism of actually failing out of a number of organizations. So let's say I want to change my mindset regarding failure from negative to positive. How do I actually go about doing that? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, look, first you can purchase my books, right? I mean, I wrote a book, a workbook, and a journal on the, the first book. And on this, uh, and it has a 12-step program done, which will actually help someone go through the process of actually changing that mindset. I add in four different things here. One, you've got to believe that you can change it in the first place. The second thing you've got to do is you've got to really work hard. And you've got to focus 
And fourthly, you got to fail. It's in the failure where all of this actually begins. So believe that it can actually happen, right? You got to focus, got to work hard, and ultimately fail, and then how you respond from that. But getting the books that I've actually had out there would be most helpful, I believe, in doing so. So in your opinion, what makes your book really relevant today? Look, choose any country, government, municipality, industry, and there is rampant failure across the planet. There seems to be no one really talking about how to remedy those failures. I think it's because most do not know how to deal with the topic because it's uncomfortable to even discuss. Failure has always been relevant. But with my books and brand, I coach, mentor, and train people on how to understand and embrace our failure for the betterment of their lives, teams, children, and society at large. So I think it is a relevant topic given the 21st century whereby we find ourselves. So in your opinion, who should buy your book? Yeah, I'd love for everybody to buy it. <laughs> but this particular book is focused on leaders. So I believe that all leaders and anyone wanting to change their mindset about failure and leadership. You know, Don, as a leader, I believe that if you do so, you will learn how to start leading your teams and your companies from a different perspective regarding failure. And if you do so, not only will the leaders be more successful, the company will be more profitable, people's lives will change for the better. Do you have a website? Yes, I do. Right now, it's currently being updated to add my clothing brand and my online store where customers can go and purchase the products. In fact, Don, on July 13th, I, along with my publisher, will be launching this book. My updated website will be launched also, and I'm going to be launching for the first time ever my podcast. And guess what the title of that podcast is? Failure is not the problem. So where can readers buy your book? You can actually go to Amazon to get the book for anyone that's actually interested. Well, this has been just great. Our guest today has been George A. Milton, and he is the author of Failure is Not the Problem, It's Your Leadership. George, thanks very much for being with us today. Don, thank you so much. What a pleasure and an honor it is to visit with you. Thank you for helping me to be able to get the, the message out. This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. Go out there, buy the book today, and please share this interview with your friends so that they, too, have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work. The Author Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com, and whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, The Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.